yes, this is Ponda. Rob and I are coming at you from Bilbao in the Basque country of northern Spain. We are currently sat outside the masterpiece of modern architecture, the Guggenheim, and what a building it is, situated just next to the river that runs through the city. We're currently hearing some beautiful clarinet music in the background. You have the dog made of flowers just behind us, designed by Jeff Coombs. And we're about to go in and see the exhibition on Chagall. Yes, Chagall's breakthrough years, 1911 to 1919. This is a major exhibition which has come from Basel in Switzerland. And it really explores Marc Chagall's awakening to art when he arrived in Paris in 1910. It was a time when the city was experiencing one of its most thrilling periods, really, of artistic activity. Chagall, fresh off the train from Vitebsk in Belarus, was dazzled by the French capital. He found it intoxicating. It was this riot of lights and vibrant colour, shifting forms, a meeting place of diverse cultures and ideas where anything was possible and couldn't have been more different from the confined world of the Jewish ghetto to which he was accustomed. I aspired to see with my own eyes what I had heard of from so far away. Chagall said this when he was thinking about Paris later. The sun of art then shone only in Paris, and it seemed to me, and seems to me still, that there is no greater revolution of the eye than the one I had encountered in 1910 in my arrival in Paris. No academy could have given me all I discovered by gorging myself on the exhibitions of Paris, on its picture shop windows, its museums. So what we're going to see in the exhibition is the impact of the city on Chagall, which is tangible from the paintings uh, that are on show here. But strikingly, despite his exposure to modernism in Paris, the work of the Cubists, the Surrealists, the vibrant colours of the Fauvists and the Impressionists, the Hasidic community of Vitebsk was never far from Chagall's mind. He says, in all my paintings, there's not one centimetre free from nostalgia for my native land. And the work he produced in Paris on display here in Bilbao blends his recollections of life back home with the iconic landmarks of the French capital. And this early life in Vitebsk never ceased to exert an influence on Chagall. The Russian motifs reappear over and over again throughout his life. The traditions, the customs, the rituals, the literature, the poetry, the theatre, all magically interwoven with this modernist language to which he was exposed in Paris. And so, with the sound of the Godfather behind us, the Spanish sun on our backs, we walk into the Guggenheim. So the first gallery here in the Guggenheim Chagall exhibition is really looking at the work that Chagall produced shortly after arriving in Paris. And uh, he lived in a studio in Montparnasse for several months, but he soon moved to an artist's residence in the same area called La Ruche, or the Beehive, where in his own words he mixed with the artistic bohemia of every land. And the immediate masterpiece that jumps out here is Paris Through the Window 
which um, is one of Chagall's most famous paintings. You have the iconic landmark skyline of Paris with the Eiffel Tower, reduced to Delaunay-esque geometry. And then in the bottom of the picture, you have Chagall, a Janus-like figure, one looking forward into the future and one perhaps looking back to Russia, to the village, to the shtetl. And then all of these very familiar motifs that Chagall would evolve over the next decades are in the picture. The Hasidic figure slightly floating in space, the anthropomorphized cat, and the window, which is immediately striking in many of these paintings. Chagall said he didn't go out with his paint box, he sat at his window and he observed. And one gets the sense that Chagall was really a painter who loved life, and his paintings are not full of ruminatory sadness or painful human experience, but he seems to just paint the joy of his consciousness. You have such strangeness and such beauty all in the same painting. And um, The cat, the anthropomorphized cat that Rob mentioned, reminds me of uh, Bulgakov's cat in Master and Margarita, perhaps a common motif in uh, Russian folklore. And what we can see evolving here, really, I think, is that Chagall was drawing on the influences of cubism and futurism, but he wasn't part of any ism. He was doing his own thing. He was taking the modernist movements and he was bringing in these images from Russian folklore and these memories of the village. This is really a painting of memory. It's a painting of looking out of a window, but the sort of way a random memory floats into one's consciousness is sort of captured in the parachutist descending down alongside the Eiffel Tower with a triangular parachute, could be a handkerchief, and the couple floating in space. It's uh, really a portent of what was to come from Chagall. And in so many of his paintings, there are figures floating. We uh, are now looking at the birthday, one of many paintings of his fiancée, and really a painting of his love for his fiancée. And it's him floating above his love, kissing her, and this kiss, their love, seems to make them float almost. And they begin to transcend the mundanity of their domestic life. You have her trying to lay the table with flowers whilst he floats and manages to contort himself to twist his neck round to kiss her. And you get a sense of their love being this transcendent force in their lives. That's also very much uh, apparent in the Promenade painting, which is one of Chagall's most famous paintings of himself and uh, Bella, his fiancée. And this is really a joyful painting. He's so clearly beaming with joy <laughs> at his love. And what we see is Chagall in a sort of green cubist landscape, clasping in one hand a bird, which seems to give him the power to give flight to Bella, who is hovering above him, circling round, swooping around like a giant pink bird. And there's sort of echoes of the pinkness of her dress in a distant domed religious building, could be a synagogue, could be a church, but clearly this is a celebration of love, of great joy and pure delight at romance. Yes, one gets the sense of someone so unselfconsciously in love 
and it's quite a nice change, I suppose, from the um, pained, sometimes perhaps even contrived pain of, of artists that we see so often in um, popular art. And you get the sense of a man who just wants to show the world how much he loves his, his fiance, and that's reflected in so much of the painting, the, the hot pink synagogue in the background is a, an emblem of marriage, an emblem of the institution that he was about to enter with his love. What really strikes me about these paintings is that Chagall was on the cusp of the 20th century and the cusp of two worlds, but even within those worlds, the shtetl in Vitebsk and cosmopolitan Paris, there was change. There was change in Vitebsk as the communist order was coming into being overthrowing centuries of Tsarist rule. So there's a feeling of optimism that this change will be a good one, particularly for the Jews who'd been sorely oppressed under the Tsar. And at the same time, there's this opening up to modernity. So throughout Chagall's paintings, there's the real sort of nostalgia of life in the shtetl, the old rabbis, the Talmud, the trappings of worship uh, in the Jewish faith and memories and evocations of that kind of old world village life but they're treated in a way that is embracing the new which is using the language of abstraction to somehow capture how a memory can just enter into one's consciousness and drift out again or random memories that become associated with each other, close together, which don't seem to perhaps have any logic. So uh, just looking here at I and the Village, another very famous Chagall painting from this period, which is a great rhythmic circle of motion centred around a kind of face-off between a green man in a cap and a sheep or a cow. I'm not quite sure what it is. But between them there's this spiralling out of universes, orbs, planets, in a sense. A peasant scything a field, a peasant woman upside down. Of course, this is Chagall, a milkmaid milking a cow. All of this cyclical rhythm of the year, rhythm of the seasons, the rhythm of the life in the rural countryside, but treated with the eye of a modernist who's being exposed to the dazzling lights and colours of Paris. And in so many ways, the world was becoming upside down for Chagall. He seems to be very consciously communicating that in his paintings, not least in the dozens of upside-down figures that we see in, in his paintings. So what really strikes us from looking at the paintings here is the relationship between exteriority and interiority that Chagall was playing with. You have really an artist who painted from his window. He never painted situated in the world he was always by the window looking out onto the world so there's a relationship between the interior psychology of a man and his memory and his thoughts and his hopes and his desires with the realism and the reality sometimes brute reality of the outside world and this results in this mad clash but this beautiful clash of the inner and the outer now, there are three rooms to this exhibition. The first, as we've said, really concentrates on his four-year sojourn in Paris. 
but Chagall returned to Russia in 1914 in order to attend the wedding of his sister and to see his beloved fiancée Bella again and uh, he got stuck for eight years because of the First World War. The latter work is perhaps less joyful, less full of exuberance than the Paris work because he was back in the old world again. One of the paintings that stands out for me in this collection is an extraordinary image of a very small Chagall once again sitting at a window but the whole composition is dominated by a giant clock with a pendulum hovering above his head and it's at once a sense of when will he be able to return to Paris you know how long will it take for him to get back to the bright exuberance of the city how long will he stay back in Russia and the clock really dominates this picture it's indicative of time passing slowly and there's an ominous quality to the way the pendulum is dangling above his head as he looks out of the window yearning for time to pass quicker so that he can return but these pictures are really very touching as well there's a great nostalgia but at the same time great strangeness about the pictures just looking here at the Jew in green an image of a Jewish man with a bright green face a bright yellow beard one yellow hand, one white hand so even living amongst the people, even seeing them on a day-to-day basis, Chagall somehow endows them with an element of fantasy, an element of storytelling, an element of magic, which led the great poet of the time, Apollinaire, to describe Chagall's work as supernatural. And with all these floating people around, one can quite see why that would be the case. So we've now come out of the Guggenheim in Bilbao, the exhibition Chagall, The Breakthrough Years, and it's really a marvellous insight into the artistic development of one of the 20th century's finest and probably most misunderstood artists, I'd say. The clarinetists are still here. (laughs) The sun has gone slightly, but we uh, really enjoyed our visit. We recommend anyone who finds themselves in northern Spain or anyone who is planning a trip somewhere to consider coming and seeing this absolutely beautiful building and to come and see this Chagall exhibition. Yes, it's on at the Guggenheim Bilbao until uh, the 2nd of September this year and I guess the overriding feeling for me is that Chagall paints the domestic life of the shtetl, turn of the century Paris and yet there's something universal about his work. It reminded me of the ancient Hebrew wisdom that says whoever destroys a single life is considered to have destroyed the whole world and whoever saves a single life is considered to have saved the whole world. In Chagall's painting the local somehow becomes universal, the individual becomes the whole of humanity and the whole experience transcends the shtetl and embraces all. Yes, like the fiddler in his paintings balanced atop a roof Chagall created exquisite visual melodies despite his volatile, changing world. 
Like Tevye, the milkman in the stage musical that is imagery inspired, Chagall clung to his people's traditions in the face of encroaching modernity. And like Tevye, however, Chagall is not trying to make sense of the fate that God has bestowed upon his people. Rather, he is joyfully celebrating tradition, bringing it into the brave new world to find a harmonious response. <laughs>